What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This Podcast. This week, Zach's trying to get one over on a demon, and Sean's searching for his dad in hell. Because we're watching Hellbound Hellraiser 2. What's your pleasure, sir? I never get tired of the theme song, but I crack up now that there's like almost always a fart in there somewhere. <laughs> um, what's up, guys? I'm Sean. I'm Zach. And this is why we're watching this podcast. This week, we're watching 1988's Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Hoo-ha! You might be asking yourself why we're not watching the first movie. And we already did. You just don't get to hear that episode. Sorry. Well, I don't think we recorded it. <clears throat> did we? We lost it. Oh. Yeah. But, but we've also seen this movie a lot. I've seen the first one. The first one, I mean, yeah. Uh, this movie came out in 1988. Prime thinks this movie came out in 2011. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a horror fantasy. They probably like did like a special edition or something. There's probably like some slight difference of it. Sure. Like a remaster. Uh, this <laughs> is a horror fantasy movie. Uh, it's rated R, runs an hour, 33 minutes. It was directed by Tony Randall, who is important to Zach, even though he doesn't know it, because he produced Godzilla in 1985. Wow. He reworked the original film into that. Uh, I did look at his directorial credits. Sure. And he directed two episodes of Power Rangers in Space, so I thought that's what you were going to say. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, there's that as well, then. Yeah. Uh, we... He did something else that was kind of cool, too. We have writing credits going to Clive Barker, who wrote and directed the first film. The horniest of the horror writers. <laughs> I'm reading Books of Blood, and it's just it's equally as horny and bloody. Uh, Peter Atkins, who we actually know here on the podcast for the Wishmaster series. Yeah. This movie has an IMDb rating of 6.5. <laughs> it had a budget of $3 million estimated. Do you think it made money in the box office or not? Mm, uh, no. It did. $12.1 million. And you know what? I was surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that this and the first movie did so well because it is pretty brutal. Especially for the 80s. But that's the thing is it was good. It was, it was good. Uh, so really quickly, this movie... Uh, you know, it's funny we didn't do the first movie. This movie, like, recaps the whole first movie throughout it. Yeah, it's almost like you don't need to. You don't need to. But at the same time, like, I would still start with the first one so you know what you're kind of getting yourself into. Sure. I also think the first one's a pretty solid story. I agree. But they do basically give you all the important stuff, like, in this movie, so... It's funny, this movie is reminiscent of Evil Dead, and the, the second Evil Dead movie, you get a recap of the first movie, in a sense, in yeah. the first, like, 15 minutes. Uh, but this also did something that Steven Spielberg would, like, sort of steal later on, and that's giving your sequel a different name, and then using the original name as the subtitle. Right, the with Lost the sequel. The Lost World and... Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. 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 Then this being Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. I actually like that, and I don't see it happen very often. E I, yeah, I'm, I mean, 
I like it, and... I mean, it's hard it's to say that now, because there's, like, multiverse films where it's, like, totally oh, different totally. names, but... But I mean, like, for these uh, direct sequel-type movies, you know? So, in 95... I, so, I wanted to just bring up the director again. In 95, he did um, Fist of the North Star, which is a graphic novel. Right. And it... Uh, I didn't watch the trailer, but what I see in this so far, I mean, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm... I'm peripherally familiar with this, but I've never seen it or really read it. It looks interesting. There's a cool hardcore band called uh, Fist of the, of the North Star, too. Which is very cool. Uh, but yeah, so this movie very much so kind of uh, relays the whole first movie to you. And this movie is also sort of almost a reworking of the first movie because we get Julia doing Frank's thing, essentially. Yeah, but there's so much. I, they bring back so much that like it's still definitely a sequel. Here's like, what I want to say. the heart. You're absolutely right. Here's what I want to say. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, spoilers. Wow. Right now. We're both very familiar with the first movie, and I think that we're both going to kind of nerd out um, about these movies as we talk about it. Obviously not for a super long time, because we're trying not to do that anymore. Yeah. But uh, just a heads up, we're going to probably jump around a lot. Ah. And this movie jumps around a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It is like a, a sequel, and you do need the first movie to like really understand it. Absolutely, but, but it is sort of a reworking of the first movie. There were like so many similarities, and then there's, uh, I mean, and it's not exactly the same because Julia is almost a Cenobite in this movie. The way she acts, yeah, yeah it's pretty. It's pretty cool to see where they go in that direction on it. Um, I thought that's kind of what Frank was going to be, but he was like something else. Yeah, and they don't. He's that kind was, of just like a supernatural force of nature almost. Yeah, so that was a question I had because he doesn't become a Cenobite, but they don't explain why not. I think it's just because he didn't want to. He was like, oh, I have this power. Interesting. Um, We also get the origin of Pinhead in this movie. Yeah, which is kind of cool. It is. We We get a new Cenobite in this movie as well. Yeah, and he almost, like, appears to be the god of Cenobites for, like, a moment. Dude, he's pretty, he's pretty brutal. Uh, the, scat, the cat just scared the shit out of me. It's sitting over on my pillow. Yeah, I it saw just her when we came in. Me. Um, yeah, he he's pretty freaking freaky, man. And it's it's the... Pretty freaking freaky. freaky. It's the mix of, like, the medical stuff with the body horror. Yeah. Like, being almost, like... Organic machinery, yeah, for lack of a better word. It's like, kind of cool because it's like, oh, now you, it, it was whips and chains and leather. You had leather daddies. Mm -hmm. But now it's like the doctor is in. Yeah, and, and he was he was pretty vicious when he was alive. It's the next level. And it's it's kind of cool because, like, when, uh, when did this movie come out? 88. Okay. So we're transitioning into the 90s. Mm -hmm. And stuff is upgrading technology wise it right kind of makes sense they're like well what's the next level of hellraiser which this movie sets a up fucking trent reznor album as a yeah. movie <laughs> this movie sets up the dude the next movie is a trent reznor album as a movie straight the fuck up this really? one like is reminiscent of it but the next one really the next one we get a a, a little bit of spoilers for the next movie um hell on earth but in Hell on Earth, we get, like, a DJ that gets turned into a Cenobite, and he, like, shoots CDs. Hell yeah, himself, dude. dude. It's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say now, Ashley Lawrence in this movie. She comes back as Kirstie. Hoo-ah! I fucking love Ashley Lawrence. Dude. I do, too. She's so She's cool. in, like, almost all the Hellraiser movies. The, the like, earlier ones. It, she drops She's off. She's in the first four. Near the end. I know, but there's, like, nine of them. That's true. Um, I think there... Uh, is there seven? I, I'm not exactly sure. There are a lot, though. And, and I'm going to say now, like, after the fourth one, they're kind of... Well, and I, I saw the most recent one a couple years back, and like the first quarter of it was pretty good, and then it was like, oh, oh, really? I haven't yeah, seen it. It was, so. was man. That's a bummer. And and these movies, like, okay, so it's it's all like a riff off of the Scarlet Gospel series that he that Clive Barker's written, which started with the Hellbound Heart. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the series after that first book. I have read the first book. It's not very long. It's still very different than the first movie. So, which is interesting because he did write these. I mean, he did still work on the stories for these movies. Um, and he directed the first one. even. Right. Pretty, pretty big stuff. Pretty interesting. Uh, wow. I don't exactly remember where I was going with that, but... Back to Ashley Lawrence really quick. I follow her on uh, Instagram, and she's like a crazy good painter. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. She And she paints some dark shit. It's crazy. That's I'm, cool. Like, I'm really into it. Yeah, she's she seems pretty cool. Oh, that's the wrong one. Um, The camera work in this movie is pretty Ooh, crazy. Uh, it's pretty good. Wow. Uh, the way they use, like, room size and ambience yeah. is freaky as fuck, dude. The, yeah, they seem to be very conscious of their surroundings, when filming, which is really cool because yeah. like, they do some pretty cool like camera swings and stuff like that. There, There is a scene in this movie that is just upsetting to me, and it's all that happens is a, a hooked chain shoots out and connects to a wall, and the wall starts bleeding, and that was very upsetting to me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable that the wall is bleeding. Oh. There's something very like discomforting about that. Uh. It is discomforting, yeah. Would you consider this, and I didn't, this didn't occur to me until this watch. Would you consider this to be kind of Lovecraftian? I think in a way, the the Cenobites and their hell verse or whatever you want to call it. Because it's like beyond human understanding or whatever and like, I don't know. The only thing that's sort of like not Lovecraftian about it is that like they're not going insane just experiencing it. I mean, they kind of do and they don't. Uh, the doctor even, like, he was like, I don't know why I hesitated when he comes back as the Cenobite. Right. Which, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. This movie's fucking weird, man. Um, the whole idea, though, is, like, Kirstie gets pinned up in this, uh, like, psych hospital. Yeah. Which is very weird because her boyfriend gets sent home. Yeah. Like it was nothing. And they tell the same story. Confirmed. Right. I thought that was very weird. Uh, yeah. Possibly shoehorned, I guess. Yeah. Uh, she ends up staying. She does kind of like make friends with uh, one of the doctors. Kyle. Kyle, right. And he doesn't he, last long. He's a cool character, though. He's pretty innocent. He doesn't like come on to her yeah, or I didn't. Anything. Yeah, I didn't not like him. Yeah. I was actually kind of bummed that he well, meets his it demise. Was, it was one of those things where it's like, especially uh, when like going into a Clive Barker movie where you know it's going to be like very sexual. It's it's actually kind of 
refreshing to see a character that's like, no, I'm literally just trying to be the good guy. Yeah. He didn't, like, do anything inappropriate. He did seem like he was into her, though. Yeah, but, but he didn't make any, you know... Right. What's the word? Inappropriate moves or anything like that. Yeah, I mean... Exactly. Uh, God. Ooh. This movie is filled with shit, though, that's weird. It's kind of so, hard to watch. Yeah. I, I had some moments where I was like, I might have to skip forward a little bit. But I also, like, really like the detail of everything. Like, the, the muscle suits... When they have no skin, oh, it looks so good. Yeah, so skinless uh, Julia and Frank. Frank, yeah, because he poses as her dad, uh, Kuski's dad, which we should say in the first in the first one. time she sees him, right? Right. Um, he comes back as himself though. Yeah, in this movie, which I thought was cool. I thought we and actually he got loses to see him. The skin, and he explains the like best part. He explains his hell. Yeah, like this is weird. But it was kind of cool. Like, I kind of liked it. Uh, we'll kind of get into that when we get there. Um, there's a, a character named Tiffany in this movie who I did not understand the importance of this character until, like... The puzzle solver? Nearly the end, yeah. Oh. Like, three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh, now I get why she's in this movie. But they well, introduced they show her really that they, early. Once... Once they show that the guy's, like, super about these puzzle boxes and has, like, three of them. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, actually, when they showed her, because I know the first movie and everything, when they showed her, like, fi- f- fidgeting with the first one, uh, not the puzzle box, but the little, like, puzzle thing she yeah, does. Yeah, it's a 3D puzzle. Um, I was like, oh, shit, he's gonna, like, make her open it, I bet. Or Which, she's gonna get her hands on it and be like, oh. Let's kind of talk about that, because she's playing with this little wooden puzzle... A 3D puzzle, and it's not anything of importance. It's just a little puzzle. Just showing that she's like she likes to solve these and crazy puzzles. This causes Kirsty to see what who what she thinks is her dad on the floor in her hotel or her hotel room, her hospital room. <laughs> yeah, she's just on vacay. Where, I mean, the way she can just leave her room and yeah. go back kind of made it seem like it. And that's what I was going to say. Is she, she had does, a, her own shower and everything. Like, she, that's not like... A, she does have the liberty to, like, even turn down medication because he tries to give her pills to sleep and she's like, no, I'm good. I think that was just him being a nice Maybe. guy, though. But I want to give that... I want to give that to the... I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe there's levels of it, and they're like, she's not, like, quite crazy enough for us to, like, treat sure. her that way. Like, the guy who the whole time is just walking around saying 105 years over and over again, and then finally <laughs> says 105 years, and he still doesn't know my name. Yeah. Which I was like, what the fuck, dude? So I thought weird. that was kind of cool, though, and I was like, oh, is that supposed to, like, be some sort of, like, Easter egg, though? Right. Which, maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't know if maybe that was Clive himself or something. And like, uh, I don't know what Clive Barker looks like. Uh, when this came out, he was not what he looks like now. Because he got, like, beefed up. All oh. beef caked up. Um, so Dr. Chenard, uh, who is, like, the guy that becomes the bad guy. Is that how you say it? I think so. <laughs> I read it, and I was like, what is this name? Channard? Dude, he enters the, like, hell floor of the hospital. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's, like, the craziest of the crazies, I guess. Yeah. Which, I guess we should mention this, too. He has the mattress that Julia died on, which I don't remember that from the first movie. Well, they kind of recap. They kind of show it in the recap. They do, but I do not recall that from the first movie. I don't either. 
Uh, they he, he has it delivered her to her house, him. or his house. I mean, yeah, instead of the hospital or the yeah yeah the no, that's right because he made it like really specific, very weird. But <laughs> he ends up bringing one of his patients back to his house, <laughs> and this scene was rough. Yeah, it was. And we I see... was like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, me too, because it goes on and like, dude, on and when is this on be over? and on. But at one point, I was like, okay, now I'm beyond being grossed out, and I'm more actually kind of impressed with this. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. of like watching how they did some stuff. But yeah, he so essentially he has this this patient who sees bugs all over his like wounds. It's like maggots. It's very gross. Yeah, um, and maggots he and flies. I think hands him a, a razor. Like a straight razor. Yeah. And this dude just starts carving himself up like a jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, dude, it's rough. And we see it through his, like, eyes, him cutting cutting himself. But what this leads to is Julia's skinless body coming out of the mattress, which I was like, okay, that's fucking cool. Like, I don't know how they did that, but that's cool. That was the thing is I was anticipating something cool like that to happen. So I was like, I don't want to be looking away when, like, the best part's about to happen. So I kind of just... Like, side-eyed it, you know? Which... It just gets gross the mattress, to look at, really. Mattresses are very important to this franchise. <laughs> because the yeah. first movie... Uh, what's the dad's name? Oh, the actual... Uh, yeah, whatever. I really don't know. He he cuts his arm on the wall trying to move the mattress up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what, like... That's what brings Frank back. Right. And then in this one, it's a mattress that someone cuts themselves on. The yeah, sexual. It's all sex, dude. It's Clive Barker's Hoo-ah. obsession with banging. <laughs> we should mention that he's uh, he's gay wow. and very interested in the BDSM scene, and that's why sex is such a big part of his stuff. And it's not just like he's being goofy. It's like actually he's trying to make a connection between Hoo-ah! sex and violence. Um, any whoms? What do they ever explain why Tiffany's like a mute until she's not? They just say she won't talk. But I do like how the first thing she says is shit. <laughs> well, and we kind of see that her mom was like killed by someone. Or something. Yeah, it's hard to say. They don't a really Cenobite, maybe? That. Yeah, maybe. Um. So, yeah, this uh, fucking Julia's back, and it's really gross, and Shenard, like, wraps her up. And she then, needs the skin. Dude, he wraps her up, and then she puts a dress on. I thought it was actually a really chic look. It was so... Uh, there was something so just, like disgusting to me about that and not like a shameful way but like almost just like a discomfortable way yeah for me it made me uncomfortable because i was like dude he's like touching her skinless body like she just got gauze well dude at one point she like touches a part of her where there's blood and then like licks it it's so gross. well it's part of the whole i mean that's like the whole thing it's like once you which like that was something that I wasn't really sure was clear with the first movie is like, is it that that's something that you want or is it just that once like uh, once you open the box and your skin is like pulled from your body, like, does it just turn you into that? That's interesting. 
Because it uh, seems like the whole thing was that, like, f- like in the first one, Frank had this kind of, like, masochistic sort of sexual drive to him in the first place. Right. And so I thought that was kind of part of it was that, like, you kind of have to, like, have that. Yeah, and, and that's interesting because in the first movie, too, when he comes back, it's like a whole rebirth, right? There's even the baby <laughs> cry, like... Yeah, it's a like very much which they do. Which re- he's not a baby when he makes that sound. Yeah, he's like hardly. He's just like skin and like he's like having or not skin and bones, but he's like bones and fucking muscle. muscle yeah, uh, yeah, it's really fucking visceral. But this movie, they don't do that. It's Julia kind of just comes back skinless. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was different and well, I don't want to like because we're not doing the third movie. I don't want to do that so much, but. To get into it, like, this movie ends with a setup that leads into it with the pillar that comes out of the mattress at the end. That's right. And in that, it's actually more about Pinhead regaining his own, like, independent physical being. Interesting. You do see his face pinned up on it Mm -hmm. after he was, like, killed by the Cenobite god thing. As well as, uh the Asian gentleman that the Asian like homeless guy that eats the bugs from the first movie. He's at the end. He's the one that that. says like, what's your, uh, what's your pleasure? Oh yeah. 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 Um, pleasure, sir. We're jumping to like the end with that one. Essentially Julia like lures, uh, Chouinard into like the hellscape. They use Tiffany to open the box, but (laughs) This is interesting, and this is, like, one of the major things in this movie that's kind of different. The Cenobites don't go after Tiffany. They even say, like, it's not the hands that open the puzzle. It's right. someone else's curiosity. Yeah. That, I thought, was very cool. Because it's, like, essentially this movie's about someone who's trying to trick a fourth-dimensional being. Right. You know? And then they're like, no, we're not dumb, motherfucker. Like, we're yeah. gonna come for you. Yeah, well, and it's like, it's, you know, it's not fair to the person to unknowingly do that, but they also kind of say, like, well, isn't that what happened with you, Kirsty? And yet we meet again. Yeah, and that is interesting. That was a big point to it, too, which uh, I, I really like that confrontation between all of them. Yeah, and it's interesting because she essentially has to proclaim their humanity in order to save herself. Yeah. Uh, which we can kind of get into that she this is all more a part about the um the like origins of pinhead she finds the picture of him as a soldier and recognizes that it's him which was really confusing because when you first see it when it happens to him which is before this before you even see the picture i think yeah um or maybe after you see the picture the very first time but um uh uh it seemed like he had like a an explorer's hat with him. <laughs> right. Or maybe they were showing <clears throat> someone else altogether. But I'm pretty sure that was him. Well, he was some type of soldier. That's all that I'm... But when you show... When they show him actually, like, go into... Like, open the box and that first happened and him become a Cenobite. He was had, like, this explorer's outfit, kind of. And, like, that oh, safari cap. Oh, sure, because he had his... Uh, I don't remember the cap, but and I know was, that like, he had, tent. like, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, well, it was, the it was a cap was, like, on the room. ground. Um, he wasn't wearing it. Interesting. Yeah. She ends up like forcing him to look at the picture. And he, even he at the time is like, I was, we're not human. And then, so it's like, oh, interesting. So you like forget. Yeah. But then she reminds him and 
There's an interesting thing that happens during this scene when they all sort of turn back into their human forms. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially when they're killed, right? Other than Pinhead, who dies before that. Or, or turns turns before he dies. Right, yeah, they all turn once, they, once they're, like, killed. Um, by the new Cenobite. Which I wrote down, dude, and I'm gonna Dr. say Cenobite. it. My favorite Cenobite is and will always be... Butterball. Butterball, because it's like, he's just a fat guy with sunglasses on. He's like, got sharp-ass teeth, though, too. He kind of looks like a dolphin. Um, like a really fat, like, squished dolphin. Yeah, kind of, actually. Um, they Mine's turn, Chatterer. Who turns into a fucking child? Yeah, apparently he's like a teenager or something. Dude, that was weird. he kind of had some arms, like... That was very fucking weird. Um... I guess he talked too much or something. I thought it was going to be something to do with cold. Yeah, I didn't really know what exactly like the connection would be. The which I hate this because it's it's just female Cenobite. But I know. She, Why didn't she get a name? Stupid. Even if it's stupid, like Butterball. Yeah, who knows? It's like they were just like names to address them. But they just call her Girl Pinhead, and she yeah. doesn't even have like the pins. <laughs> she just uh, turns into like a brunette oh she's cute yeah Yeah. she had like like dirty blonde hair and uh butterball just turns into a fat guy well he's less fat than he was but like yeah he is a little on the chubbier side he's he's less grotesquely i mean he was like straight up no he definitely wasn't someone took like a ham and like squished it into like some leather ew (laughs) that's what that looked like um hell is just an mc escher painting in this like, yeah. it's just a big-ass labyrinth, honestly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, sex and violence. In the Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan, what is it, Leviathan, Lord of the Labyrinth? Like an alliteration? It's interesting, because once the puzzle box turned into that shard, because the girl, like, opened it further or something... Uh, that's, I guess, what that was, too. Yeah, that was weird, too. The whole, like, shard thing. They don't really... Ex- I mean, I understand that it's just a different form of the Lemurton It's like the box, next level. But, but it changes shit. It was weird. Yeah. It, like, took over from the Cenobites. Uh... Which was kind of cool. It's like there's these, like, realms within it that are, like, even the Cenobites are like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, that's interesting. I would be really interested in seeing kind of where that goes. I don't know if they really touch base on that stuff in the other movies. Probably not. They get, dude, they get bad. Like, there's one where it's, like, about a video game version of the Hell World. I think it's called Hell World. Which I think that, I feel like that could be cool. It's not done well. But Henry Cavill's in it. Or if he's not in that one, he's in the next one. He's in one of them. Mm. (laughs) Hoo-ah! So funny. Uh, do you know what this movie really reminded me of? Hellraiser 1. Well, yeah, a, l- a lot. Uh, it literally reminded you. The Void. Yeah, okay. There were a lot of similarities, I thought. Void which, obviously, very, The Void's very I feel Hellraiser-esque. Like, I feel like we brought that up Yeah, in absolutely. The episode. Well, there were some, like, direct uh, things that I thought were kind of interesting. So, when Julia and, uh, I almost called her Ashley, but Kirsty come running out at the end, mm-hmm. the walls are closing, or the door is closing mm-hmm. in the wall. Similar to how the end of the void, where the kid is running out of the closing walls in the hospital. Yeah, 
I thought that was kind of like, oh, cool. I didn't really notice that. I wonder if that was intentional. Well, and I'd never seen this one. Yeah, and I don't think I, re- or maybe I have, but I don't remember it. I, I I tried watching Leviathan, the documentary about this movie, and it's so fucking boring. <laughs> it's so boring. I got like a half an hour in, and I was like, I'm I'm bailing on this. I'm done. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to? I got one question for you. Do you think this movie is as good or potentially better than the first movie? Yes. As good as or potentially better than. And do you think that any do you think that someone would need to watch the first movie to watch this? I think you should, but do you think they need to? No. You think this is a better movie? Uh it's really hard to say it's a better movie, but like it kind of it kind of feels like the story makes a little more sense. I don't know. I kind of think this is a better movie. Yeah. I like the first movie a lot. And and that's not to take away from the first movie. But I think that this is kind of an all-around more entertaining movie. I think this movie is also more fun if you've watched the first one. Because I wasn't expecting to see all the Cenobites come back. Yeah, that's true. The same and, ones. And there's a lot of, like, winks. And, and seeing them so often, too. A lot of winks to the first movie, too, with lines. Like, I, we brought up... Um, What's your pleasure as well as, I, oh, I don't know if we said this, but I have so such sights to show you. Mm-hmm. Julia says that to Shenard at one point. Yeah. So it's like these little things that are like, oh, here, if you've seen this first movie, which you should. Yeah. Or I, I would say, I would, but you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also like how they kind of. They bring a new Cenobite into this one, and I think that's a very cool part of it, too. Yeah, me, me too. And, and that's something that does come back, at least in the next movie, but I don't know how far that goes in the sequels. Yeah, so we should probably just get to rating it. Adam, Scott's, Adam Scott's in one of these movies. Nice. <laughs> Adam Scott and Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. That's awesome. Yeah. Dream Team. Uh, what are we rating this movie out of? Uh, skin suits. How many skin suits out of five are you given this one? I give it, um, I give it a solid four. Okay. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, I give it a three and a half. Okay. I think I'm going to stick with that. It's a good movie. I, I do this thing on my letterbox where I try to rate a movie with a number and then give it a heart if I liked it. Yeah. Cause that way I'm kind of trying to separate my. My subjective opinion and my objective opinion. Yeah. I think this movie is not, like, the best thing I've ever seen, but I liked it. I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, it was really it, cool. It's really well made. Yeah. Um, the story's not bad. But, yeah. Uh, do you have anything sort of relevant to this that you would recommend, comic books or movie-wise? Uh, ooh. That's I'm sorry to question. kind of drop you on that. I should have asked you before the... Before we started, um, well, I'll let you think about that, and I'll tell the re- I'll tell the readers, I'll tell the listeners. I uh, recommend a movie from 2015 called Baskin. It is a Turkish horror fantasy film. It plays with the whole hell dimension idea. It's pretty interesting. And for reading, I recommend The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval. It is uh, Lovecraftian. It plays with uh, an actual Lovecraft story. From a different perspective, but it has a, a very cool sort of Hellraiser ending. And so I'd recommend that for the reading. Anything wow. you could come up with? Um, 
just watch Heat. Just yeah, kidding. right. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Man, we haven't said that in a minute. The <laughs> the only thing I kind of like uh, can really sort of get any sort of uh, like connection or relation. Yeah, which it's hardly even uh, hardly even say, but like maybe like the most recent like Ghost Rider run, which okay. is pretty cool because Johnny Blaze is like the king of hell right now. Ooh, that's cool. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I think that the penance stare is a very Hellraiser-esque move. Like, for a kill. Yeah. Making them see... or Making them feel the suffering of all they've caused suffering to. Dude, or... that's like so Hellraiser. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you that's a perfect recommendation. Uh, and you get actually two Ghost Riders in it. I might check this out actually is Robbie Reyes is that his name no 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 it's not the newest one it's okay. like the second one Interesting. or something uh, okay well I'm not going to not too much on that uh, go buy my book plug it's Barnes and Noble you can literally just type in plug it'll pop up uh, it's true I've searched it we have new shirts on T Public. Go to T Public uh, forward slash user forward slash www.www.tpod it's our tag for everything. W A W W T Pod. You know what it is. You can find it. It's the link in our Instagram and Twitter bio. Hoo-ha! You haven't been giving us reviews on iTunes, but it'd be cool if you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Death Phase. If you go click the link in that bio, we get kicked back on that too. So wow. go buy that stuff. I even started hosting some of that stuff on our page, so you can just buy it, and we still get a kickback. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know, before we go, I just want to say, uh, live life to its fullest and love it the best you can. Because, like Frank says, when you're dead, you're fucking dead. Hell so. yeah! Uh, subscribe. Peace, Peace bitches. Watching this.